Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we practice talking about sex and what we like and what we want in an effort to uncrinkle our shamey bits and wiggle our ways into the sexy lives of our dreams. Our guest today is a 40-ish-year-old black British woman who may be a lesbian, maybe bisexual. We are going to talk about it. She's in a relationship of almost three years with a woman and is into roleplay, BDSM, toys, voyeurism, and sex clubs. A teacher from London, England. Welcome, Lola. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited. I'm excited too. Okay, tell us. From one to ten, on a shame meter with ten being super full of shame and one being pretty shameless, where do you fall today? Um, I think I'm probably about three today. Okay, can you say why? So I was speaking to a friend about coming on this podcast and I was telling her something that we're going to discuss and I was like oh you know I've done this and she was just like that's okay that's okay and I was like oh okay so it kind of normalized some of the things that I had done which okay. is great and I just feel a lot more happier about a lot of the experiences that I've had so yeah fuck yeah and can you give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now at the moment it's amazing it's the best sex I've ever had in my life um I've been with my girlfriend for almost three years now hands down it is the best we explore different things and we do different things and we still go at it almost as if we've just started dating, oh. which is great. And the thing is, it grows and it, it grows and it develops. And then we might think, oh, let's try this. And oh, have you thought about doing this? And nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, we'll be like, sure, why not just give it a try and see what happens? There's never anything that's overly off limits, which is really nice. So, yeah, she's, she's great. And we just we just really get along really, really well. So, yeah, it's great. That is awesome. <laughs> What does the word sexy mean to you? Oh, I think sexy for me is someone who has a lot of confidence with themselves. 
because it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who is overly typically physically appealing so you know like i don't know like big breasts big bum all this kind of stuff or muscles or whatever but i think you can be really sexy in different types of ways and your confidence is one of those things that really makes you sexier and your confidence in yourself and it's to say you know i'm beautiful and you know i rock so i'm gonna just yeah that's what sexy is to me do you feel that confidence and sexiness in your body when you feel sexy too does it go both directions I have a huge mirror in my bedroom, like an absolutely gigantic mirror in my room when I'm getting ready. So every morning when I put my underwear on, I can see, you know, like my outline when I put my underwear on. And I always look, I'm just like, oh my God, you look gorgeous. I'm just like, seriously, you're 40? Okay. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> and I love it. I absolutely love I it. I fucking love that. Sometimes I'll get dressed and I'll put on something I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> I recommend everyone to do it. Get like a really big mirror in your bedroom. And it was there by accident and it just ended up living there. And I was like, I'm not going to move you. I like you being there. So yeah. yeah, it wasn't actually supposed to be there. It was huge. And it's just the best thing ever. So I have pretty, I don't know what bra sizes are like in America, but mine for the UK, they're like a, a double H. So they're, they're pretty big. Okay. But I'm quite small backs. Like I've got, I'm quite small, but they're just absolutely gigantic. So when I get dressed and I put on a bra, I've got like a lovely, you know, silhouette shape and it's just it's just great and I'm quite hippie as well so mm-hmm. I go in and then I curve and it's just yeah and I look and I'm just like oh my god you look you look absolutely lovely so yeah amazing so now take us back to your early years when do you first remember hearing about sex what do you remember feeling about it and how did your family talk about it I think I probably heard about it in school you know like from friends and stuff mm-hmm. and it was more like the first thing like kissing you know like kissing boys and whatever and not really sex as such yeah Oh, and playing mummies and daddies. I forgot about that. You'd obviously play mummies and daddies. <laughs> it's really inappropriate. So about 19, it wasn't too young or anything like that. I know I've heard some callers and they've been pretty young. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. But no, it wasn't, you know, too, too young for me. And then when I got to secondary school, of course, that's when you hear way more about it. So like if you would give like oral sex to a guy, you'd be called a shiners. Like it would be really shamed in school. So, mm. you know, people would tease you about it and be like, you're shiners and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Shiner's just like someone who, who's, I don't know how, can I be, I could be really crude, like sucks a guy's dick, basically. <laughs> a cocksucker, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a but great it's not a very nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's like a new dirty name that I'll have a dom call me, like, you little Shiner. Yeah, it works, it works. And if you were a guy who, that's so weird, if you were a guy who would eat pussy, um, you'd be called a bocap. I've never understood that one, but that's, yeah, that's what you'd be called. Okay. So it was really shamed. Like in school, it was really, really, you know, we had like, so we were at a girl's school and we had a boy's school like up the road. And then that's when you'd get a boyfriend up there and you'd walk home together and get the bus and stuff. So we spoke about it a lot more then. But yeah, that's probably when I first really started hearing about it. Okay. So much, yeah. Did you get a sex talk from your family? So when I got my, <laughs> when I got my period, um, I was about 11 and this happened when I was at school. And I remember standing in the corridor at school thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm on my period. This is crazy. Didn't tell anybody, went home, told my mom. My mom was like, okay. And she gave me, you know, towels and whatever. And then she boiled me an egg and she gave me an egg to eat. And she was like, now you can get pregnant. If you have sex, now you can get pregnant. And that was pretty much the whole sex chat that I had with my mom. So in anticipation of today, I actually asked her, I was like, mom, why did you give me an egg? And she, her, her answer was just like, oh, I don't know. My mom gave me one. And I was like, okay. So do you know the meaning of <laughs> She's like, no, no, but she said she'll find out and she, she hasn't. So yeah, annoyingly, okay. I still don't know okay. the symbolism of eating a boiled egg. Okay, well, you can please update us when you find out. That is so interesting. 
I will. And the other one I had, I had a boyfriend when I was probably about 13, 14 or something. And my mom found out. She was furious. And the subsequent sex chat we had was, you know, I was like, oh, but I love him, mom. And I, I didn't love him. We, we met at a bus stop and walked for 20 minutes and I'd go home, you know. Yeah. And she was like, you know, if you kiss boys, you'll get germs. So you cannot kiss boys. And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, yes, you'll pick up germs if you kiss them. And that was it. Oh my so gosh. I had germs and pregnancy and eggs. <laughs> that was my sex chat. Okay. And you went to an all-girls school. So did you get a sex talk there? Or what was it like outside of your friend group? Like, did you get any formal sex education? Yeah. Again, it was always really focused on pregnancy. Okay. So we had condoms and we had tampons. So it's more like a biological lesson as opposed to anything massively it was informative, I guess. But I remember we had like cups and we could put the tampons inside of the water, inside of water in the cup and see how it expands. Okay. This was to show us how absorbent they were and how we could trust using these things. And then we had obviously the condoms and I don't know, some kind of something to put it on top of and showing how this goes in here. And yeah. Okay. Okay. That was it. Did you ever get any information about the idea around consent or anything like that? No. When I was reading the questions that you sent, I thought that was so interesting because now you get it more now in schools yeah but back then there was nothing about consent or understanding that you didn't actually have to do this if you didn't want to do this and that it's okay to actually say no to a guy if you get to that certain stage in you know of being with them because i've been guilty of it i've thought oh, i don't don't really want to go through with this anymore yeah. but because you've reached so far you almost feel just obliged to go through with it yeah whether you want to do it or not so yeah i think that would have been really good but back then you didn't have those kind of conversations it was just you know very this is sex and if you do this you'll get pregnant and you know you should wait till you're older yeah kind of thing in terms of starting to discover your sexual body self when did you start feeling your body with either by yourself or with a partner what came first by myself came first i think probably around 11 12 maybe 10 11 12 ish mm -hmm. around that time and i'll play myself in my bedroom at night but i didn't quite understand what it was i just used to think oh this feels nice in my head i've never spoke to anyone about it but like oh this is a feeling and i'm just gonna you know have a feeling didn't quite understand <laughs> exactly what it was it's not great though yeah not really great <laughs> and then how did that progress or what did it lead to oh god so initially i think i had my first kiss when i was about 10 and then you know the guys at the bus stops or whatever just like making out and stuff with Several people from the same kind of friendship group, which mm -hmm. probably wasn't the smartest thing I could have done. So it was like mm -hmm. two brothers and a cousin, a friend. I think that was the limit of those guys. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun, you know, making out in the bedroom and then sneaking out and all this kind of stuff. It was great. Sneaking out. Do you have any specific stories you want to tell her? Like what were like the formative parts from that time? And when in this timeline do you feel like you really started to understand what sex was? If you feel like you maybe do now. Some people don't. <laughs> yeah. I think I thought it was just something that, almost something that you just do, mm. but I've always had quite a high sex drive. I didn't quite understand now, well then, that I do now, is that you can, you can have multiple partners, you know, you don't have to be with just one person. If everyone's open and honest and everyone knows what's going on, it doesn't have to be shameful or anything like that, but back then it was kind of like, you know, you can't really be seen to be that kind of person, you wouldn't want to think you're easy and all this yeah. kind of stuff, whereas now it's kind of like, you know what? It was great. I had so much fun doing all of those things. And all of those things led me, you know, like I say, to where I am now, you know. Yeah. I still see some of those guys now, not like that, but in passing and stuff. And I always giggle and just think, oh, 
things we used to do when we were younger. The partnership that you're in now, is it monogamous or is it open? No, it's monogamous. It's, okay. We did try to get a third. We were like, oh, you know, we could, you know, introduce a third. And this was someone that she had been with previously. Okay. And I hadn't met him, but we got super close to doing it. I'm talking like on the day of us actually going to do it. Uh-huh. And then we kind of both looked at each other and we were just like, don't don't really want to do this. Like I, I more actually enjoyed the fantasy of, do, of thinking about it and okay. talking about it and imagining it as opposed to actually doing it. Yes, we just, he was really mad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay, that's, but you know what? It is better for you to just like check in with your feelings and communicate honestly. You guys did the great thing. Okay, I like that example. So is there anything that we need to know before we get to partnered sex about those formative experiences? It was just like trial and error, basically, you know? So I remember trying to sleep with one guy and he had like a tiny bedroom, you know, like a bedroom with like, a single bed and the door opens and then there's the rest of the room like one of those proper small boy rooms or whatever <laughs> and he was actually from the same friendship group of the guys who I'd been kissing before we were both like right we're gonna do this you know we're gonna have sex and we we're like yeah and we had this idea of trying to do it against his bedroom door it doesn't work like it just <laughs> it was so awkward because he's trying to get it in and I'm trying to make sure I'm in the right position and we're banging against the door and it was just yeah it didn't work out so I did try a few times, okay. but it just never panned out until I actually did end up making it work. So tell us about when you first had sex and also tell us how do you define sex? Ah, okay. So the first time I had full-on penetrative sex mm-hmm. um, was with, I thought at the time, the love of my life. He was a really mm-hmm. nice guy. I was 15. We went to his house and we'd planned it. We'd spoken about it. We were like, yeah, you know, today's the day we're going to do it. And got to his he put on music, like Keith Sweat was played in the background and the bed was all made. Like it was proper nice. Like it was a really, I, I haven't regretted doing that at all. It was just the best. So shout out to you for listening. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I remember it hurt. There wasn't much foreplay, you know, that, that kind of understanding wasn't there. So it was kind of, oh, we're going to get naked. We're going to kiss for a bit and then it's going to go in kind of thing without thinking yeah. about yeah. the rest of it. Um, we did it, but it was, you know, like I said, it was the best. And I think we did it once or twice after, but then our mums found out that we were together because they worked together and then they found out and then they put a stop to that. So, Oh, really? Okay. Did they find out about sex or was it just not allowed to date? I can't remember if they found out about it. I don't think so because my mum probably would not have let me back out of the house again. <laughs> so no, I think it was probably just that we were dating. Oh, okay. So that's a fairly strict household then. You're not allowed to have a boyfriend. Okay. No, okay. no, 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 no. And I was the only girl Oh. with four brothers. So oh. mum was kind of very, oh, the boys can go do what they want. They can go out till late. They can, you know, yep. you have to stay home and be here and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm guessing that that didn't stop you from continuing to explore. No. <laughs> okay. So what happened next? So I can count my body count and I look at my time frame. I think how did you do that? <laughs> How was that possible? So I'll say a break, probably till I was about 17. Mm-hmm. And I went to college. Um, like, uh, we call it college, but not like 18 plus college. Yeah, I just went a bit crazy when I got to college and it was fun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. What do we, what do we need to know about it? Oh, and when did you start discovering your attraction to women? So first attraction to women was probably quite young, like 14 or 15 nothing happened but I just really mm-hmm. fancied women and I always really liked Ellen you know Ellen like oh yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always really fancied her. And I always thought, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, God, this is in the days of dial-up internet. Mm-hmm. There used to be this chat room called Black Chat. And you can go on and just chat to different people or whatever. And I think I put my name as Shy Boy Girl or something like that, whatever. And you put that on and you just get floods of people talking to you. Yeah. And this girl speaking to me and we're talking for quite a while or whatever. And then she was like, oh, I'm going to a club. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I'll come. And at this time, I worked in a hotel. So I was like, I'm going to book a hotel in central London so I don't have to worry about coming home, whatever. Oh and I can't recall if she came back to the hotel with me that night or if she went home. That, that I can't really remember. But I do remember thinking, this is crazy. But back then, it was the internet was almost safer to something because it, it, people are just being honest. People are being more open with who they actually are on there at those times. It wasn't this whole fakery stuff that you get now right people hadn't figured out how to take advantage of each other as much just yet like the, the early adopters were people that were just like doing their thing on the new technology yeah exactly. i mean there were some, i'm not saying everyone was perfect but like yeah how old were you i was about 19 i think yeah we had a great time and nothing really happened between us for a while but then things did start happening and i remember we we could never date because we'd always, one of us would always be seeing somebody or one of us was never in the right headspace or whatever mm. the case is. But we were friends for a really long time. I think we were about a good uh, three or four years, maybe. It was fun. It was and going like a lot of lesbian raves and all this kind of stuff. Ooh, what do you remember about lesbian raves? Tell us. Oh my God, some women are really scary. That's one thing that I like. Some oh. <laughs> like studs, they are, some studs you can get can be pretty aggressive. Okay. And it's quite clicky as well. It can be pretty clicky like lots of different groups you know mm-hmm. but it was always really nice like I always really enjoyed it when I went I never had any issues when I went there okay. or anything like that yeah it was great do raves all imply drugs or is that just something that I think now because it's like a culture now where I live in LA you get a lot of speed okay and you get like more recently MDMA I've yeah. never, and weed a lot as well okay so when we'd go to like house and garage raves I don't know if you guys have house and garage there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you'd have huge massive parties and you could just smell the weed all over the place it was <laughs> yeah. great okay. they were fun parties to go to okay so give us the highlights reel from these early years of exploration like what were the standout moments in this kind of like college time where you were it sounds like you were sowing a lot of wild oats yeah yeah there was my friend at college was seeing a guy who was I don't know somewhere in the army still can't quite remember what he was doing there but he was from America but he was stationed here and she'd been speaking to him on the internet and she said to me oh come you know I'm gonna go meet him in his barracks and I was like seriously how are we gonna like get in she's like yeah we can get in I'm like, okay fine so off I talked with her and he had a friend obviously okay and it's that same thing I was saying before you know when you just do because you're there kind yeah, of thing yeah so we were talking hanging out whatever and then they went off and then we stayed in the room together I think it was like a bunk bed and we were on the bottom bunk and we were just laying there and I was just, I was a bit bored and he wasn't really saying much so I was yeah. just like oh, might as well just have sex yeah so we did he had like really long arm hair mm. and he had like like balls of deodorant stuck oh in like the... in his armpit yeah <laughs> and that's all I can remember I just remember it was just there just flapping oh. <laughs> I think that's a great thing to mention because now <laughs> people with long armpit hair can know to look for balls of deodorant and brush it out just if, if they want to unless that's their look in which case you know they're gonna attract a certain type but it sounds like it didn't stop you no there's, there's not a lot that stops me too <laughs> I'm really there I'm just like let's just do this and then I remember 
he basically wanted to date me for a mm, while. Okay. And he was really like, you know, oh, you're so amazing, blah, 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 blah. And he used to write me letters and all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, do you know what? No, you had bits of, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was just a bit too full on, you know. Yeah. And he was just like, you know, I'll take care of you and you can become, you know, whatever. And I was like, no. Oh, okay. So that ended pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So not a whole lot stop your young self. Will you pause from your stories to tell us the details of your vagina and clitoris and what your lady parts enjoy? I've been told it gets very, very wet, like mm. super wet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's been really fun, if I stand up, you can literally hear it sometimes dripping on the floor. <laughs> That's amazing. One guy was like, I'm so scared to go down because I think I'm going to drown. I was like, well, <laughs> give it a try and see what happens. Yeah, it's beautiful. I like, I love her. Mm. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. I more enjoy clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. That's what really gets me up. I've never come from someone being inside of me I feel like I'm getting close okay. and you know it's get you know if, if you're proper screaming enough then the guy will always turn around and be like oh did you come yeah and yeah. to be polite you're like yeah mm. you know it's like whatever I remember I was even speaking with an ex a little while ago and he was like he knows how to make his girlfriend calm or whatever I was thinking in my head mm, I don't know if you did but well done if you did because you didn't really do it for me mm. but you know maybe you did it for somebody else you know yeah and I like penetrative sex I really enjoy that as well I just I, I just like how it feels and I like jumping on it yeah. and just you know just, just going crazy or just being a bit more submissive and just letting you know yeah whoever take take charge I think it feels great I think there's one thing I miss with not I miss but one thing that you obviously don't get when you're sleeping with a woman is that growing feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know when a guy's growing yeah because when you have a strap it's just there Oh, that's awesome. Okay, what do you like about going down on other people? If it's guys, I really like it being really wet. Mm. Like, I want to spit on it. I want to make it proper, just drippy. But it, they have to be clean. Yeah. Like, I cannot stand, like, a, a cheesy willy, as it were. So, <laughs> you know, that's just, it's just so disgusting. Oh, my gosh. So if it's clean, yeah, I want to spit and make it really, really wet yeah. and everything. And, like, I love sucking balls and I love that little bit in between yeah you know the, but I love that bit there and I remember one guy probably the last guy I slept with before I got with my girlfriend again it was a similar type of thing like he was just there so I was like okay he was amazing in bed like oh my gosh I give this guy props 110 percent. Mm. he was fantastic and uh, probably one of the best men I've ever slept with because mm. he was he would just try everything and do everything and it was just yeah he was brilliant and I remember applying pressure on it with my tongue just yeah. there. And he was going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, mommy, 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 ah, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? I can't take this. Ah. And he just proper started screaming. I was like, what is wrong? Wait, did he like it or was it like terrifying him? He loved it. Aww. But he couldn't figure out what was happening. Oh. He's like, what are you doing to me? What is this? I don't understand what's going on. Oh, you gave him like, a oh, new sensation. Okay. I did. That's so cool. I did. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lost his marbles that night. He just didn't know what to do with himself. It was great. Wait, how do you feel about assholes since you're right down there? Ah, so I have licked a few too, to be fair. And it's weird because the guys who I did it to are guys who you would not expect would like that kind of thing. Mm. You know, they're, they're not ones that you think, oh, they would actually, you know, be into that kind of thing. How so? Because they're quite macho men, uh, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, they're like, oh, don't touch my bum and all this kind of stuff. But then you slowly feel them pushing your head. And you're just like, well, what is this? Is this, do you, do you want, you know? Okay. So, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Again, you've got to be 
clean. Like you've literally got to come out of the shower totally, or totally. you get down with that kind of stuff. But I thoroughly enjoy anal sex mm, on me. Like, mm-hmm, oh my God, I love it. Okay. I love it. It's great. I think with my ex-husband, we tried it once or twice, but he was quite large and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there wasn't much time taken with it, that kind of yeah. stuff. Whereas with my girlfriend now, we took time, you know, mm-hmm. and I told her it's something that I really wanted to try. And she was kind of like, ah, oh, I don't know about that. And she really got into it. And now it's great because it will just, things will just pop up there. Like, it's not like, you know, sometimes they will, sometimes it's like not today. And yeah. you just respect yeah. it. It's yep. just like, no. Yeah. The body is just like, ah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. 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 Just don't do that to me today, please. Yeah. And like, you just have to listen to it instead of fighting it. Yeah. But you know, I, I really enjoy it. What do you like about it? It's just, it feels different and it's more pressure yeah. on you. Like it, it just feels more pressured on, on your body and it's just naughty. I just find it so naughty. It's <laughs> yes. just so, you know, it's just like, oh, let's do this. And I think it's just, <laughs> I love it. I think it's absolutely okay. Like a finger or a strap or whatever, or yeah. glass, like, you know, if you've got like glass dildos and stuff. Okay. So what do you like about going down on female bodied people? I enjoy the, how it feels because you might go down, it might be a bit dry, you know, it's not quite awake yet. And then I love feeling when she just starts getting wetter and wetter and wetter. And yeah. then, like, if I'm hitting it right, which, you know, I'm just going to say that I, I can do, like, the legs will start shaking or start clamping around your head. Yeah. Or, like, you start moaning more and moving more and all that kind of stuff. I love it. And I, I find it so intimate. I find it such an intimate thing to do. I don't think it's something I could do to all women. Wait, can you say more about that? You just don't know about, women, about women's hygiene. Mm-hmm. And like I said, because it's something so intimate, it's, it's a lot of liquid. Like it can be a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So whereas with a guy, you don't have that kind of issue so much so. So for that purpose, I, yeah, we talk about it. She's like, oh, you know, would you ever, if we broke up, you know, could you ever? And I'm like, I, I don't know, you know, like I actually genuinely don't know if I could or not. Will you just walk us through some of your biggest turn-ons and or turn-offs and kind of like as they come up share the stories that relate to how you discovered you love them or standout moments I really like naughty sex like I love role plays I love day talking I love all that kind of stuff so if you come to me with confidence even if I'm tired like me and my girlfriend always laugh like I could be tired and be like oh, no I'm just I'm just gonna sleep yeah and she's just got to come over to me and just like breathe down my neck or just stroke me or something. And then that's it. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Like, yes. And it's not, you know, it's not sloppy sex. It's not like that oh, roll over. It's like, okay, we're doing this <laughs> and we can go for hours. So I love that confidence. Mm. I think it's really important that someone is really confident in sex. If you're shy and if you're nervous about it, not if you're shy and nervous because you haven't done it before. If, you, if it's just because you haven't done it before, then I understand, you know, yeah. that's, that's absolutely fine. But if it's just because you're just unsure of yourself and that kind of thing, I don't yeah. need a bit of confidence behind it. Yeah. When do you feel the naughtiest? Oh, God, if I've been drinking, I turn into almost like a sexual predator if I've been drinking. It's so, okay, so I've got one for you, right? So I've been out with the same guy who I gave a new sensation to. We've been drinking, and it's like four of us. We've gone through like a bottle of Rain Nephew. Mm-hmm. Really wasn't very smart. And we got back to the hotel, and the worst thing is I can't, and it sounds really bad, but I can't even remember most of what he said to me happened the next yeah. morning. And he was like, you know, you were, you know, you're trying to have sex with me. And I was like, no, you know, just sleep. It's okay. He said, and then you jumped on top of me. And then apparently I fell off the bed and he had to pick me up off the floor. And then I went and threw up and then I showered, came back. And 
I was like, come on, we're going to do this. And he was like, you know, we had sex. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, he was like, yeah, you weren't looking to take no for an answer. That is a side of me that I know I don't like very okay. much. I felt so bad afterwards. And he was like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, it was fine. If I really wanted to say no, I would have said no to you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, but then did you feel like you could say no? Yeah. Because even though, you know, it's not like a straight up, that kind of false sex kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's a yeah. little bit too close for comfort. And I felt so bad afterwards. So I know myself and my girlfriend knows as well. We've got communication that we can use if I'm getting to that stage. Okay. And it just stops me. And then I just, you know, because that was something that, yeah, it really surprised me. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Can you share with us the communication or the thing that you set up that sounds like a safe trigger? Yeah, so we have a safe word and it's for everything. So it's our boundary word. Okay. So if one of us is doing something the other one doesn't like or whatever the case is, you just say it mm -hmm. and that's it. There's no kind of, oh, you said the word and why did you say the word? And, you know, come on, let's just try. And yeah. it's, there's none of that. It's literally the word has been said and you stop. Great. And it's not so much like you stop everything, but you just stop that specific act that you were doing and see if you still want to continue or okay. if it's like a, you know, so yeah. So it sounds like a stop and check in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. How does it feel to know that about yourself? I was really upset. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like I was really upset when I first found out about it. And I think at first I was kind of giggling about it. I was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then when I sat back and I thought about it, and I was like, whoa, because it kind of happened with my girlfriend once as well. But then she called the word and I stopped. Mm. And then it's, it's then that we really spoke about it and really, we really broke it down. And I was just like, well, that was, you know, it, it's not something you really know about yourself. But then to know that you've done that. So I've, I still apologize to the guy up till now. And he's like, don't be silly. It's OK. Like, we're, we're cool. Not the typical thing of we're still together afterwards and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't. No, it wasn't so traumatic for him because you can be and right. still stay with the person. But he was just like, don't worry about it. It's, it's absolutely fine. But it just makes me a lot more conscious and a lot more aware of my behavior. Yeah. And I think that people need to be aware of their behavior if they've got those kind of traits in them. Absolutely. 
When do you feel like the most in touch with your body in a way that either lays the foundation for horniness or just gets you there? Or are you a constantly turned on person? You sound like you're very horny like I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So when are you like the most in tune with your body, with your very horny body? <laughs> God, I think, I think it's probably mostly when I'm with my girlfriend. Okay. It drives me, not drives me the wall, but it's like before I see her, sometimes I'll, in my head, I'll feel, oh, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to chill, whatever. And then I'll see her and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to jump you. It's yeah. going down. Like, let's yeah. do this. Because we just, like I said, we just have absolutely amazing sex and I don't see why we wouldn't. <laughs> like, yeah. if, I, if I'm seeing you, why are we not doing this? Yes, I think a lot of my current confidence and stuff does come from her mm. and the confidence she's given me, which Ooh. is great. How so? Has it been through some of the things that you've explored? I think it's through some of the things I've explored. And I think I find sex with women or with her much different to any guy that I've ever slept with. I find it a lot more respectful, like way more respectful okay. than with guys. I find it more tender and understanding, right? It's sounding really cheesy. Yeah. But then I also feel like it's a really safe space yeah. to just explore. Huge. Which is the sexiest thing that I've learned from talking to so many people. People have their sexiest experiences when they feel safe. What makes you feel safe? We've been friends for years. Like okay. We were friends for years before we started dating. And I think that it's just the fact that I can talk to her and I can trust her, you know, 100%. And know that if we do anything, it's not really going to go too far. Like, I spoke to her before coming to do this. And I said to her, is there anything you don't really want me to discuss or whatever? She was like, it's, we've got that trust element between us. And I think that's so incredibly important. And that makes me feel really, really safe mm -hmm. in this. Outside of having sex, how often do you talk about it with your partners? Oh, quite often. I think it's it. sometimes it's kind of like either what you did before, so mm -hmm. like a debrief of mm -hmm. what you did mm -hmm. or what's going to come. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> when I see you, I'm going to do da 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 Was never massively into sending pictures and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Wasn't really my thing. I do it now. Do you like it now or is it just something you do? I like it now. Oh. Yeah. But I do it when I'm ready to do it. And I remember there was one guy that I was seeing and... He made me feel not worthless, but just not made me feel as if I wasn't doing everything he wanted me to do. Mm. So one thing he was like was like, oh, you know, I want you to do a video for me or whatever. And but he wanted to FaceTime me or the you know thing and, and do it over that way. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I really didn't want to do it, but I did it to please him or whatever. And the whole thing just felt so awkward and felt really yeah. uncomfortable yeah. and. You know, you're there and like you're stroking your boob, but you, you could be rubbing, I don't know, the sofa for yeah. you cared. Like it's doing absolutely nothing. But it's that kind of thing when you're doing something because you think you want to please that person yeah. and you want that person to be happy with what you're doing. And I remember coming off the call and thinking, the hell did you just do? Like, why did you actually just do that? That was really dumb. Mm. Yeah. And then I think we spoke a few more times or whatever, but it never really things or whatever. So that was fine. But if I do it now, I love it. Yeah. Like I will come out of the shower sometimes, look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, hello. And then I'll get my phone, do a quick little video and send it over, you know? And it should be like, oh, what is this? And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think it's really important for it to be the right person. Yeah. Like, because I've had several experiences with people who've made me feel very uncomfortable. And I know that that's just not right. But you can find someone who makes you feel a lot more comfortable. And those are the ones that you need to stick with, you know. Yeah, that's huge. I hear you talk and think of my own experiences with my first attempts at dirty talk, where I like wanted to do it because I wanted to please. But I didn't like that wasn't a muscle 
that existed in my body yet. I eventually figured out and got like how to get in touch with my desire. And that shifted everything for me. And even though I like wanted to do the things ahead of time, I can so relate to the experience of like trying it and then feeling like an idiot, even though it's like, well, actually good for me for trying this thing that I'm kind of uncomfortable about. But yeah, well, yeah, here's a question. Did it feel like you were really just doing it for him or was there a curiosity element or was it like, was it purely like, how do you parse that for yourself looking back on it? I think that it was probably like 95% for him and okay. 5% for me because I was super, yeah, I was super uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. And it was that kind of thing of feeling like, okay, if I want him to like yeah. me, this is what I have to do, you know? Yeah. I'm past all that now, so. Okay. I forgot to ask you about this earlier. I need to just make a big note and start with this maybe. Will you tell us about health and safety conversations with partners? Ah, years ago, I was really good. Always used condoms. and. There wasn't so much conversations. I would carry condoms with me. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the clinic, they give you condoms. Yeah. You can get like a bunch of condoms for free or whatever. So we'd always have them. And even in secondary school, even though we weren't having sex, you still have one in your purse, <laughs> you know, just because <laughs> it made you look cool. But I think that as I got older, condoms started to take a little bit more of a backseat. Mm-hmm. You know, passions start to get in the way and stuff. And you just think, oh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you just don't use one, you know. There's one guy, he wouldn't fill a regular condom, basically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There was space left around it. Yeah, yeah. And there were several occasions when we would be together and it would fall off. Mm-hmm. But it would fall off and it would just be inside of me. So he'd, he'd come or whatever and, you know, pull out and then it's just gone. Oh, it's just like, Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, the hell? So you have to fish around <laughs> and pull it out yeah. and stuff. Really grim. Yeah, I think I... Thought I was, you know, pregnant, but I wasn't, okay. which is great. That was a little bit awkward. And then I was thinking, you know, maybe I should have the conversation of there's different sizes you can buy, you know. Yeah. Maybe we should consider that. Did you have it? No. Oh, okay. No, we didn't. He was older than me, and I thought, yeah, he might not really appreciate the conversation. It's tough. There was one guy with, who was pretty small, and I remember just not knowing if I should talk about it and if that would make things better or worse because I wanted to, like, communicate that, like, I thought it was great anyway, but then I was like, I don't know. boy, And, you know, I was early on in my experiences, and I just remember being like, I don't know what boys want in general, and I don't know what this boy wants. And so I remember just staying silent, and, like, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons now that I'm like, tell me about your cock. What's it like? <laughs> like <laughs> Actually, can you give us an overview? Let's back up. Let's back up because we got into details. But can you give us an overview? I heard that you were married. We kind of stopped timeline stuff around college. And now you're in a three-year relationship. And it sounds like there was some singleness in there, but also a marriage. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was dating until I was about 21, 22. Okay. And then I started dating my now ex-husband. Okay. We separated well it was about 10 years roughly we were together and then we separated probably about seven years ago okay yeah and then there was just like dating different people and having lots of fun in between so in those fun (laughs) dating times were you ever like so tell me about your genitals or what would your version be actually no actually okay so there was one guy i'll see he was a friend of mine we we, nothing ever happened between us and then he was talking, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I'm so big, I'm blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, okay, great. So he took a picture of his dick next to a Sky remote. A remote. Uh, they, they were quite long, though. Okay. And, yeah, he, he felt 
quite a lot of okay, it. And I was okay. kind of like, oh, hello. Okay. So he was hard in the pictures also. So I was like, so did you play with yourself, make it hard, and then take the picture? That's just really weird. Either that or he had it on tap. Which one's weirder? Ah, I think he probably had it on tap. Yeah. Knowing him. <laughs> yeah, well. For the record, I actually don't think that it is weird to get hard and take a selfie for a girl or to have that picture on tap ready to go. I think everyone should actually really have nice, sexy, naked pictures of themselves that they love. You know, I'm very pro that. <laughs> I guess that's good to get it ready. But it's like, those are the moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know. If you wanted me to feel like it was just for me, you could have waited a few minutes. I don't know. <laughs> like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not straight away. <laughs> and I remember another guy sent me like an unsolicited dick pic. Uh. This one, oh my God. Yeah, he was gross. I met him in a bar and we were talking, everything was fine. But then he started getting really drunk and Larry and came over to me and was like, would you spit in my mouth for me and all this kind of stuff? And I was like, just met you. That's really yeah. not on. Like, no. It's like super presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. And he basically got chased away, whatever, from, from the bar. Okay. But then by that time, we'd already exchanged phone numbers. And he was like messaging me. He was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. But I was like, okay, great, cool. Thank you for your apology. Don't want to see you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he kept messaging. And then one day he sent me, was it a cum shot? Or was it just his, I can't remember. Either a cum shot or just his dick. I can't remember. And I sent it to my girlfriend, right, who I'm seeing now, because she she was there that night when that whole thing happened. But this was before we were dating. And she was just like, oh my God, what is wrong with this guy? Why is he sending you his? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I showed her the whole conversation. At no point was there any reason for you to. Yeah, there's no invitation. No. It's just the assumption that you want it because he exists. Yeah. And it wasn't even very pretty. So it made it even worse. Yep. Yep. I mean, you know. I, I do think that that is what we are actually working to change here. And that's why also I say, yeah, sure, send me a picture of your cock. I'm going to turn it into art, it's going to get shared publicly. I won't really get off on it because I didn't ask for it from you. Like, yeah. like that's the part that I want to drive home for people is like, not only is it truly impossible for me to get turned on by a cock I didn't want to see, like that I didn't specifically request. It just makes me think, oh, we're on such completely different pages that now there's like an iron gate that's gone up with like pokey things toward the outside because you thought that that was a good way to introduce yourself to me. Like, no, thank you, sir. And I will say, and I'm I'm curious to hear your experiences. I have never received an unsolicited nude from a female person. No. Just our anecdotal research. Okay. You mentioned being kinky. So, like, tell us the progression of your sex life. Like, how how did it all unfold? What have you been exploring? What it, What is still to be explored? What toys do you have? I'll ask you all these specifically, but just start wherever feels exciting. Okay. So there was a time when my marriage was getting a little bit quiet. We had toys, you know, we had yeah. some toys and stuff. And he was great. He was really open to using them. He wasn't put off by them or anything like that. So it was fine. We literally had like a carrier bag full of, of toys. Yeah, it was great. Like lots of different things. And then I remember saying one night, I want us to go to a sex club. And he was kind of like, what? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's go to a sex club. Oh, wait, before that, I remember on our honeymoon, we went to Miami for our honeymoon and we went to a strip club. I absolutely <gasps> loved it. I thought it was the best Ooh. thing ever. What happened? Tell us about your experience. Oh, I've been to a lot of strip clubs. <laughs> oh, tell us more. What, tell, what do you like? What do you enjoy? Yeah, tell us, tell us. <laughs> so I've been to both male and female ones. And it was a female one in Miami, I think. And then I've been to male ones in New York and here. 
we didn't do much in there. It was more just like looking and we agreed, obviously, we're not sleeping with other people. It yeah. was just for us or whatever. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I had a really, really good time. And nothing else came of it. He wasn't really into it. So I was just like, well, okay. just, we just didn't do it. And I'm not going to push if that's not your thing. That's absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah. I respect you for that. Just to clarify, we are talking about the sex club now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Stuff, yeah. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. So, but when I got divorced, I went back to the sex club. And I remember one night, I was just like, I was out with my cousin and been drinking. And I said to her, I'm going to a sex club. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, because we were ready to go home. So I was like, hey, you can go home. I'm going to sit stuff. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, you seriously going to go? I was like, yep, I'm going to go. And I went. I still can't tell you where it is. I've got no idea where it is. I just always get a cab there. Okay, that sounds like weirdly magical. Like these magic cabbies take you to the sex club and then you just are transported home. Okay, okay. The best. Um, yeah, I've got no clue. Like, I just know if I go online, I could find it somehow, yeah. you know. Yeah. And just... So I got there, and I'm actually glad the first time I went there was with my ex husband. I think if I'd gone there by myself, I probably would have turned away and ran. That was my question. You went by yourself this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah I just went by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why not? <laughs> I think I just I went through this crazy liberation stage, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I'm not hurting anybody, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's fine, you know. So it's, it was down like a long alleyway kind of thing you go down, and then it's got these huge black iron gates that you go through. And I remember looking at it and I was thinking, oh, God, are you really going to do this? Like, uh, I was like, well, you're here now. You might as well just go in yeah. and see what's, what's going on. So yeah. you go in. And there you're not allowed. They don't serve alcohol in there. So you have to bring alcohol if you want to bring it. Okay. So I had like a bottle of wine and me or something like that. And the, but they serve soft drinks and they've got like condoms all over the place. And stuff. 
So good. And it's very safe because you have to give ID before you go there. Great. You have to join and all Great. this kind of stuff. So okay. it's not like randoms in there. And I think single guys can only go on certain nights. You have to be with a woman, like loads of rules and stuff like that. So because I've been there before, I knew, you know, kind of what it was about. So I wasn't too, too worried about it. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so I got in and I still can't figure out exactly what I think. I paid like a pound to get in or something because I was a woman by myself. Like okay. It was super cheap, whatever. Was, uh, super confused. Went downstairs, put my stuff away because you're not allowed like phones or anything like that. Right. And then I just started walking around and I remember seeing the owner of the club and he is like a, a white guy with almost like Peter Stringfellow, you know, the grey ponytail and, you know, nice guy. Yeah. And when I walked in, he was like, oh, I remember you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even do anything when I came last time, but fine. Okay. That's really nice. And we did, we spoke for a bit, but no. Yeah. And then I was just walking around and I was thinking, okay, this isn't going anywhere because I wasn't going to approach anybody. No one was really approaching me. So I was just amply walking around watching people have sex. And then I remember this guy came to me and he was like, oh, they had like a room with like a, I don't know, one-way mirror. Mm. And like a bed. They had loads of little different rooms and pods and this kind of stuff in there. Uh, glory holes the whole lot yes that's ours which was great cool yeah it's really nice and like um tape around certain spaces so if you're behind the space of tape no one else can just jump in you have to be invited to go in okay whereas if you're outside of the tape then it's kind of like you know you're just Watch. not free for all but yeah you can you know be yeah, yeah. okay so i'll stand close to the room with the bed and i think i was looking at it and he's like oh would you like to sit down naive me i was like yeah sure let's sit down and then he's like, so, you know, talking to me, and they start stroking my leg. And I looked at him, and I thought, oh, you're not really my type. But, nah, why not? As okay. we do. Okay. Well, as I do. So we had sex. It's fine. And then I got up, and I went to another room. Yeah, and then he was still sitting next to me, whatever. And this was where we were not past the tape. So he's getting And then this other guy's hand came over and started stroking me as well. And I looked, and I was like, oh, okay. And then they both kind of looked at each other and were like, oh, do you want to, you know, go to another bed? And I was like, sure, why not? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. This is one of my fantasies that I have not yet realized. You're living my dream. Ah, what was it like? What did you do? How did it go? How did it feel? Oh, my God. So it started off fantastic. Okay. Because they were both so attentive and I remember at one stage that the first guy that I slept with I was saying to the second guy you know oh she wants this or she wants you to do this wait did you or did he just assume I did actually funnily okay. enough I, did, I don't Great. know how he knew but okay. yeah he was probably just in tune or whatever and she was like oh no she wants you to do this or or do this to her whatever the case was and it was so nice like just being pleased by two oh, guys it was it was wow. great and you know you have a fantasy like I've always wanted to be sucking a dick yes. and being you know and yes. I had that and it was just the best wow so much fun and then after a while the first guy left and he left me and the second guy to it but then what happened it wasn't a bad thing but I just remember almost zoning out and like kind of coming to with the lights coming on and the lady who works there was saying oh you know it's you know we're closing now it's time to to kind of wrap it up and I kind of snapped out of it and I was like whoa you know how long have I been here (laughs) sex drunk yeah just completely just out of it and then probably not so smart he was then like oh you know I was like oh, I'm gonna get a cab and then they were like something with ordering cabs or whatever so I was like okay cool he was like, oh I can drive you to the cab station mm. and I was like okay got in this guy's car mm-hmm. <laughs> and drive to the cab station 
but he was, you know, seemingly nice. And then we exchanged numbers and then he was calling and stuff. And I couldn't even remember what he looked like. Yeah. So I was like, oh, send me a picture of you, you know. You know. And he's like, you can't remember. I was like, no, nah. <laughs> I can't remember you. And I saw him. I was kind of like, okay. But then he kept calling me and was always like, oh, you know, there's a party here you can come to. Let me take you to this party. Let me take you to that party. Because I think you need, for a lot of these parties, you need a woman to go yep. in with. Yep. And so he was like, you know, come, I'll take you out. He's like, they've got jacuzzis in some of these clubs. And I was, that doesn't sound very hygienic to me. Oh, good point. I, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Like, all that stuff floating around. I was like, no, it doesn't. That's great for some people, but not for me. <laughs> I would like it if they had rules around the jacuzzis. If it was like, don't put your fluids in here specifically. Like, But like, this is a chill spot for in-between sessions. I'd be like, yeah, let me go relax my muscles. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. But I'm pretty sure people will be having sex. Yeah, good in point. Good that. point. I don't yeah, always yeah. put those pieces together, and that's very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, what else did these this time of exploration lead to? And tell us more about your kinky self. Are you? It sounds I hear some submissiveness, but like, is there a dominant streak? As like, what do you what do you into? I love being submissive at the minute. Like, I really really enjoy it. I love being told what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love it. What do you love about it? My job is pretty stressful, and you know, running home and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes it's nice to just relinquish all of that and yeah. just give it over to somebody else and you choose what we're going to do, whatever. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. And I like my boundaries being pushed. So I want to see, like, how much pain I can tolerate. I really like choking, mm. like, love choking and a bit of spanking and toys. And, what kind of toys? Uh, oh, I love a good vibrator. So... Uh, just advertising but the womanizer i don't know if you guys said yeah yeah oh, i have my. a womanizer oh they're the best i have a womanizer and then i have a bunch of satisfier pulsers too so like all of them and then rebecca our former guest rebecca was just showing me this like rosebud thing which is like another version of a pulser but it's like a funny shape and so it has like 22 different sets anyway so like there's lots of pulsers oh wow yeah. okay yeah. i'm gonna have to get involved with this. Yeah. We, we might be going shopping tomorrow so Ooh. Because you have websites you can buy things from. And I was like, yeah. you know, sometimes it's nice to just go into a shop. <gasps> oh, my God. So we went into one shop in Soho, like central mm-hmm. London. It's like a quite gay district or whatever. And they have shops for gay men. Uh-huh. And they have these gigantic, I don't know if you've seen them. The huge like, dildos? Or oh, my plugs? God. They're like They're like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like <laughs> massive. <laughs> yeah. Some people are super into stretching and being stretched yeah. and feeling filled. Yeah. But then there's some where I'm like, wait, that one's not possible. Like there, I mean, there definitely was one that was like, would split a person in half. And that was just for display. But then there's some where I'm like, that looks like it would split a person in half. But I'm pretty sure that's for use because there's more than one. <laughs> do you wear butt plugs? Are you, or, or like, do you use dildos in your ass, I guess? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, your I preferred do. size? So we've got a strap and it's, you, you've got like a little one for the bum and then the big one, okay. like whatever. We did the little one for a while, but then we're like, ooh, should we try the big ones? It might be like about this, okay. maybe it's quite, okay. it's quite you know, yeah. large. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. But it has to be, like I said, on the right day. Yeah. Because some days it's not going to work. It's just going to say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's the right day, then yeah, it's it's great. Okay. So you have a womanizer. You have a womanizer. You have these dildos. What, anything else? Glass dildos. I also have, I think, did I hear it on your show? The Frozen Grapes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I have some in my freezer. Me too. <laughs> I don't 
have a lover currently, but um, maybe that maybe I'll use that on them. Hey, I've got some frozen grapes in my freezer. They'll be like, what? I'll be like, come see. <laughs> I said it to her. I was like, I've, got, I've still got the frozen grapes. She was like, well, you can make a smoothie. I was like, no, 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 darling. There <laughs> 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 are plans for those frozen grapes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved hearing that. I think I was in my kitchen listening to that story. So fun. And I heard the frozen I was like, right, put them in the freezer now <laughs> before you forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about porn? Have we talked about porn? No. What porn do you like? So I like taxi cab porn. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, wait, is that porn that happens in taxi cabs? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, I love it. Sometimes it's like, you know, a girl and a guy. Sometimes it's two guys and a girl or two girls and a guy. But I, I love the, the outsideness of it, you know, the voyeurism side yeah. of it. And that I really, really like. I also like, I found another website because porn can be pretty male orientated sometimes you oh, know yeah. oh yeah so there's another website that i found which had a lot softer porn okay. um, which is more focused for women and that was really really good do you want to share what it is i have to, it's bella something i have to find it bella, it was great though really like soft and it's really sensual and stuff but then i started reading about the darker side of porn mm-hmm. and then it kind of just put me off a little bit so I, I haven't watched it for a very long time same yeah i mean that that is why i do like finding creators now it's on my list to research but I like finding creators who are creating their own content and there's a lot on like OnlyFans and other places and then just like using that as a as an opportunity to support them okay so what is on your sexual horizon what do you still want to explore or what fantasies are you enjoying that maybe don't need to be explored explicitly oh gosh I think I want to get more into submissive roles Mm. so to, to take that a little bit further and to see just how far I can go. So things like standing by the wall for a while yeah. or kneeling for a while and staying still or, you know, just following really specific rules. Or I think one thing I was saying, like, you know, if she was coming over, it's like, okay, I'll come in, sit there and wait. And then, you know, don't move until I get there, basically, whatever kind of thing. Like that kind of stuff I absolutely love. Like that just, yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's, yes. it's just great. So I think that's one thing that I really want to get into a bit more just pushing my boundaries and just seeing you know exactly how far like I can like I was saying like pain tolerances and stuff like that what about your sexuality in your intro we talked about how you might be more of a lesbian now if I don't want to put words in your mouth tell us about that I think it's just because it sounds really bad but I don't know if I can see myself going back with guys okay after this experience I'm lucky because it's been such an amazing experience with her and it's just been so great and so easy and just calm and I clearly know that we're lucky because relationships don't always go that way amazing but I find that with guys for me there's always just that something that's just not quite clicking yeah I find that male energy as well sometimes just a bit much so I still have loads of male friends and we still speak and they tell me things they get up to and I'm kind of just like ah, yeah that energy is not really what I want around me like that so yeah okay I mean, you've already had an MMF threesome, so, like, the box is checked. You can move on. Are there any other sexual disasters or triumphs or weird things or amazing things? Like, what else do we need to know about your sex life? So another fantasy that I was able to fulfill was to have sex with a stripper in New York. It was a guy. Okay. So originally I went and I was trying to find a sex club in New York, right? I was there by myself for the first night and I was being joined by some friends the second night. 
was like, well, I've got one night in New York. Let me just, you know, go crazy, whatever. So I started like searching for clubs and this is when I was in London and messaging clubs and stuff. I was like, great. And then I got to the hotel and I said, oh, you know, do you know where this area is? And they're like, oh yeah, it's in the meatpacking district. I was like, the meatpacking district? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just had visions of like, good fellas you know you have like people hanging on meat things I was like I'm not going there <laughs> yeah 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 so I didn't go I stayed in my hotel room <laughs> that night then the following night we went to a strip club like a guy strip club he was gorgeous oh my gosh he was at, he was like just oh just yum and I remember I got a dance and male strippers are a lot more forward than female strippers shall we say you know okay. so he was grinding on me and all this whereas female strippers wouldn't even really touch people you know okay. but he was just all over me when he finished his dance this girl came over to me she's like are you pregnant I was like what do you mean am I pregnant she was like girl you should be pregnant I was like no <laughs> and then we talked and I can't remember the whole ins and outs of it yeah he ended up coming back to the hotel room and we had sex but I remember it being I mean it was okay but it, I felt a bit grimy afterwards you know I didn't feel you know I wasn't like yeah I did it yeah I I was kind of like oh my god what did I do what was the conversation like did he offer did you ask like how did it happen I think he offered okay yeah he offered and I was like to my friend oh my god oh my god what do I do what do I do yeah I said what would you do if you were me she goes if I was you I'd go back with him she goes but if it was me I wouldn't Yeah, that's my best friend. So I was just like, okay. Oh, wait, that's your best friend? That was not just a random person? No, no, that was oh. my best friend who said that to me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that was my oh, best that's friend. amazing. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, she knows me so well. Like, anything I say to her, she's not surprised by wait, my antics. was that your best friend who is your partner now? No, 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 oh, this okay, is no, okay, okay, somebody okay. else. Yeah. Okay. To be fair, it could have been her and she would probably still have been together. Because we always used to speak about things we've got up to. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we'll be speaking now when we're together. She'll be like, oh, you know, I've never did that. And I'm like, don't lie. You told me about so-and-so. And she'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How was it to transition from friendship to lovership? It's been really seamless. Like, there's been little things we've had to get used to with each other, like little ways that as friends, you kind of just go, whatever. Yeah. But when you're together with a person, it's, it's a lot different. But it's been great. We've probably argued about twice in three years. Okay, wow. Not even like, you know, serious shouting, scream. No, none of that. Okay. It's just proper calm. It's great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then I have outside knowledge that you have a young person that you care for. What are your thoughts as a parent around sex ed and dealing with those conversations and also around having a female partner? So, yeah, I'm really open with the younger person in terms of sex, not in terms of my partner that isn't really spoken about okay. it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. common knowledge I, I don't want that site to come in in terms of sex very aware of what sex is how babies are made the importance of being kind and things like that and as they grow I would speak to them a lot more about it and even give them things if they need things you know like I know some people are like really like toys or whatever because I think it's it's really important to allow them to trial these things out, yeah. you know, and to have full and frank conversations with them. Because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it for you. Yep. And it might be okay what they say, but then it might not be okay. Yeah. So for years, you know, and I remember someone said to me, oh, but, you know, if you're giving them all this information, they're going to go to the playground. They're going to tell all their friends. 
I said, that's absolutely fine. Yes. Because I know what he's telling them is yes. correct. You know, exactly. it's not lies or anything like that. And they understand what their body parts are for and how babies are made and all this kind of stuff. And I think it's really important to have open conversations with children yeah. about it, especially now. Yes. And we talk about body safe as well. So we talk about people touching inappropriately, touching people inappropriately. If someone asks you to do something you don't feel comfortable with, you know, yeah. if someone tells you to keep a secret from me, like especially if it's an adult and like, oh, don't tell mom or whatever. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I always say that I will be supportive of whatever it is that you tell me because it's easy. It's better just to tell me whatever it is that's happened and then we can deal with it that way rather than you don't tell me and it explodes into something more. So yeah, yeah, no, we have very open conversations about it. That is wonderful. What are your hopes for your sex life going forward? Oh, I want it to continue. I want it to be better if it yeah, can be better, you know. totally. It's so great at the minute. And I, I think it actually gets better as you get older. Mm. I actually do really believe that. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm 32 now. So, okay. Just had a birthday. Yeah, it, it does. Because you you become more confident and comfortable with yourself. Mm. And more aware of things that you want and don't want. And I think that you then just, you grow a lot more. And you take time with it. You know, when I was younger, it was more like just, yeah, I'm having sex, yeah. You know, oh, did you come? Yeah. You didn't even know what that really was at that stage, you know? So, no, you didn't. So, I'm really into reading about sex at the moment as well. Mm. And this is one reason why I came across your podcast. And then I was like, right, I'm going to be a, a, well, I'm going to apply to be a guest. Yes. Because... I'm quite interested in sex for older people, mm-hmm. not, not like 60, 70 year olds, but you know, like 50s, 40s, whatever. Yeah. And also in a black community as well, because it's not so widely spoken about and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is quite interesting. It's a thing. And also like after people have been through divorce and stuff, yeah. you know, finding yourself again and falling in love with yourself again and, and seeing who you actually are away from that situation that you're in. I know that you said, remembering names of things is hard sometimes but are there any titles that you want to share that you found super helpful there was one book that i was reading it's by aria kim she done short stories and she she wrote like loads of it's lesbian erotica like short stories and stuff and yeah it was great because they're all such different stories yeah some are just like whoa you're reading you're just like that blew my mind wasn't expecting that kind of thing And it kind of just opened my eyes to the fact that there's just so much different types of sex that people can be having. Yes. You know, it's not just yes. this or that or whatever. There's there's so many different ways and they're all okay, you know. Yeah. Once it's safe and it's consensual, then it's fine, you know. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself, yeah. Are there any other thoughts about sex that you want to share before I ask you the wrap-up questions? You can look at your notes if you want. <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing that's on here that we did is, like, to be freer. So, like, even though my confidence is getting better, even doing this podcast, I'm here and I'm thinking, oh my God. I know some of my friends will listen to this because I've told them I'm going to be on yeah. it, which is fine. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, oh my God, what if someone stumbles across it who knows me, but then they hear my voice and like, hold on a minute, isn't that? And then they start, you know, piecing things together and then be like, Wee, you know, and then thinking, ah, you know, they're going to know whatever. But I'm kind of like, just own it. This is basically who I am. So how will you know when you're freer? What are your measuring sticks? Ooh, I think one thing I'll know when I'm free is when I'm more open with my relationship at the moment. Mm. Obviously, it's, there's other things in place. I can't just be as, as open as I'd like to be. Right. So I think that's that's one thing. And 
I think I'll always want to continue to become freer. So yeah. even when I get to free, then it's like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Where's the next step? It you sounds know? like it's, okay, it's a, here. a feeling that you want to continue to, because I don't think you just like become free and stay free. Like I actually do think it's an ongoing process because we're constantly changing and the things that trap us, at least in my own experience, I feel like when I feel myself getting caught, it's similar patterns always in different ways on that spiral. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just want to be happy, you know, and I just want to be happy in my sex life, which I am at the moment. I want yeah. to remain. Yeah. I want more toys. I want more things, you know, and totally. just, yeah, just have fun, you know, okay. I mean, just have a lot of fun. Okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I think I would probably choose around 19 and I'll say, go for it. Do not settle down straight away. Oh, my God. Go have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone has a problem with it, ignore them. They are not you. And just explore life. You know, just don't get tied down so early and just go and enjoy. Do you have a sex question for me? I do. So I've been trying to think how to phrase this. From a lot of your podcasts I've heard, you had a master previously. He broke up with me on Monday, and that is five days ago for those of us who who are <gasps> He broke up with no. me this time. This is the first time he's broken up with me. I know. I'm like, how do I deal with this on the podcast? I'm okay. I mean, it's anyway, but still ask your question. No, I don't want to ask it anymore. No, because... <laughs> I, ask it, ask it, because I'm like, I'm devastated, but I'm actually still kind of in shock. So it's like a very, and, and I don't, I like to think that he won't be out of my life forever. He's such an important person to me, but. I've been like, how do I talk about this publicly? What do I do? What was I thinking? Making my personal life so public. Like, I, I really have had this backlash, but I actually think this is, I'd like, let's at least hear it. Let's at least hear it. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's my question. <laughs> so in the relationship as a sub, do you feel that you actually have more power or less power than a dom? Because you're releasing your power to that person. So how do you? I have way more power, you know, and and it's interesting because like I just got broken up with like you reach a point in the real world, just in life with a person where if they are not available or if they even if they're saying they're available, if they're not physically and emotionally available, that's that's a different thing that that, in my opinion, is not much of a relationship because it's a one way trigger thing. But when I was seeing him or the times, cause he, cause it's been an off and on thing. I think we've broken up four or five times over the last four years. And there've been months that have gone by where I haven't seen him. And every time that I am engaging with him again, I always feel safe in spite of all of our like interpersonal conflict, like as a dom and as a sub, I have always deeply trusted him and felt very safe in his hands. And so I always felt very, very full of power because if I ever needed to stop, it instantly would just pop, you know, it would, we would stop, we would check in. I never had to call a full stop with him. Like, I don't think I ever said my safe word with him, but I used a lot of mercies to slow down, you know, and zooming out, out into the real world. Like there definitely were problems because in the negotiated part of the dynamic, I think sometimes when you're not clear on what your power dynamic in the regular world is like when you're outside, it can get sloppy. Or if you have an agreement, Mm. but then like, the actual reality can't match what you said, it's tough. And so I think that, you know, this is the first time where I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's a part I've been missing where certain agreements don't allow for space for things to change during difficult times. And like, I wonder if there's a way to 
support future partners and be like, hey, like, yes, you're my dom, but like, you're not my 24-7 life dom. And also, like, I can be a very supportive person if I can get communicated with properly. And it's like, I don't need them to hold space for me all the time. I can take care of myself pretty darn great. Like, that's what I do. And so, so I always felt super powerful in my utter helplessness, <laughs> you know, and I, and I will always treasure those moments because like, even though I am like going through these like waves of really intense sadness and like fear that I will never have this thing again, like that's, that's when I start to like spiral, you know, and as I'm talking to you and as I'm talking to everyone, I'm always reflecting on my experiences with him. Yeah. And I've just been talking to myself this week because I'm like, well, that. That doesn't actually have to get tarnished. Like, I can be sad that the future is not going to happen with him because I really thought that he would at least be, maybe not in the public aspect of my life ever, but at least in the background. Like, I thought he'd be, like, the anchor on my future mobile dungeon road trip mission, Mission 69. But, like, but adjusting to the idea that, okay, maybe things will be different. And, and I just, yeah, I'm really living in the space of hope and curiosity and you know hopefully there'll be someone else that I can feel powerful and powerless with and I'm like well I'm getting to know a lot of sexy people through the podcast I don't and, and you know and that will present new problems for me to kind of like figure out in power dynamics that are not kink related well I guess they are kink related how do I language that like I want to be really conscious of the fact that I'm like becoming a public personality and don't ever want to use that power over people do you know what I mean like I'm yeah. Uh, yeah, how do you talk about that? Because it's it's almost like when I'm like, come play with me, not in a sexual way, but like we will be brainstorming about sexy things and like, oh, I don't know how to language this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry that that's, that's great. Yeah. It's a funny because I get messages all the time from people who are just starting the podcast or they live in the space where it's like, we haven't broken up at all at the beginning. And so I've yeah. created a very funny circumstance that I did not foresee for some silly reason where he just is, he's always going to live on in my life. And that's, you know, I'm okay with that because I think that's true anyway. It's like, we just don't get reminded of it by strangers normally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love hearing about, like, I love hearing about it. And when you put little things and say little things that happen with you, you guys, I was always just like, wow, you know, yeah, it yeah. sounds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lovela, thank you so much for being on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.